Welcome to the Wrestling is Cinema podcast. This is one of your hosts, Evan. And I'm one of your other hosts, Topher. And it's your boy, Eli. We are excited to do this episode this week because guess what, guys? We're all here. We're all here! Together! For the first time in... It Five took weeks. six weeks to do it. Yeah, it did. <laughs> yep, so this is episode six. Oh man, I'm excited. We have a lot to cover this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have a lot to recover. Um, we have a new segment this week. Um, Topher's going to be covering that segment. It's pretty cool. Yes, I will. Um, but we always got to start with Eli's weekly review. Yes, yes, yes. So uh, Raw this week, guys. Raw this week was uh, was a hell of a Raw. I think I, I enjoyed this Raw. It was pretty good, uh, except the main one. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. So, uh, what was your guys' favorite takeaways this week on Raw? Like, what was your? How'd you guys feel about it? I'll start actually. Sure. One of the things that really stuck out to me was Chad Gable versus Gunther. You stole mine. Oh, I <laughs> guys, uh, I know Gunther is approaching the Honky Tonk Man's uh, record for longest Intercontinental Championship reign, yes. but this feud with Chad Gable, first of all, Chad Gable is highly underrated, and I feel like now he's just getting his like kudos of, wow, he's actually a really great wrestler. Yeah. I know a lot of people compare him to Kurt Angle, yes. but his in-ring work is very good, so I'm really impressed with him, but he beat Gunther. And it was by count out, yeah. but now it will set up hopefully a match. I'm assuming they'll probably fight a payback. I'm hoping. Yeah, yeah, they gave oh. him a good old fashioned dusty finish, and I thought that was that was we good. We haven't seen that in so long. No, we haven't. We don't mm-hmm. get those often. You know what I mean? It's so great. It was it was really really refreshing to see Raw doing something a little different this mm-hmm. week. For sure. Me and Eli were watching this match. Yeah, we watched um, it. When we're right, right after we recorded our podcast last week. <laughs> oh, man. Was, I jumped match. off the couch for this. No, match. it was a great match. It was, it was a couch. Like, if I could, if I could, uh, I don't get to rank these matches because it's not pay-per-view or premium live event. Mm-hmm. This would probably have been my first 10 star. And it didn't even end in a correct way usually. It yeah, was a it dusty was, finish. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, was, it was awesome. It was still, it was. That was the most excited I've ever seen a crowd for like a count out because we haven't seen Gunther like lose a match in yeah. such a long time. So it was pretty It cool. was weird seeing a crowd cheer against Gunther because crowds love Gunther. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was really weird to see that, but they were still cheering for him. Yeah. Even though he lost. Like yeah. no matter what, Gunther is in a win win situation because everyone wants him to lose, but they also want him to win at the yeah. same time. So no matter what, he's in a good place. But seeing Chad Gable gain that win That was awesome. Mm-hmm. Was, he hasn't been pinned in for it. He hasn't well, not pinned, but he hasn't lost. Uh, Gunther hasn't lost in a exactly. while, as yeah. a long time. It's so, really cool. He had a. It was a good story set up for sure. But I really think we could be getting Chad Gable making um, ruining the record for Gunther. That'd be interesting. Bold be... predictions from Evan over here. <laughs> I don't share that same sentiment because yes. why? We know that you want him to break the hockey talk. I, I want him to break the honky How, tonk man. However, however, I wouldn't mind that happening, but I also wouldn't mind Evans either, because that makes for great storytelling. Is that Chad Gable a- ruined the fact that Gunther was going to break that record, and that would have been uh, that would be an awesome feud. So, that would be. That would be. And it could set up for Gunther to go against Seth in the future. 
Yes, actually, I did see online that they're setting Gunther up like in the next few years to be the top heel in the company, which will be really fun to see. So, bottom line, I think all three of us can agree Gunther is going to be a big star. Gunther is. I think he's sure. already a big star. I think that he's think him my elevating. top two IC title holders. Top two. Top two. Really. Miz and Gunther. <laughs> 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 you miss I really should Mark. Okay. I really should have expected that. But it's alright. <laughs> it's alright. Right. Uh, so moving on from the Chad and Gunther, I uh, love Shinsuke's promo. Wow, Shinsuke promo was. Can we was, get more Shinsuke Nakamura yeah. promos in Japanese? <laughs> that was so baller, man. man it was, it was so, so good, so well done. I, I dude, that got me hyped. His promo got me so hyped for that match. I'm so excited to go see it. I'm so jealous <laughs> you get to see this match. <laughs> no, uh, it's it's awesome. I'm so excited for this. It, it's gonna, it was beautiful. a good change, yeah. Too because we're so used to getting Shinsuke with broken English, yeah, for so long, and like. I've been like, just let him talk in his language, and you just throw cap- captions out there. Yeah, no, it was so well done, dude. And they gave him the Edge versus Randy promo style back when COVID was going on, because I think that promo style is one, some of the best ways to do promos. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just staring in that camera, saying whatever you want, but they also, they also put captions on mm-hmm. for him, which everyone's like, you can't do that. Americans won't understand it. Oh well, we, well we did. No, he, he was he was loud and clear. He was very <laughs> clear. Yeah, him calling out the back. Yeah, man, that was. I think that's good because I don't know what they're gonna. I don't know if this is gonna be like a hump for Seth Rollins to get over to elevate the title even more, or this is where they give him a break. So it's gonna be very interesting to see what they're gonna do. And it'll be a great way to do this as a break because this kind of reminds me. Um, this was a match people recommended me to watch. Um, with Sean versus Steve Austin. Yeah. Okay. Mania. At Mania 15? Was it, what number was it? 14, I don't know. 15? I think it was 15 or 17. I think, Do yes. I have the shirt of that? Yes, you have, you yeah. wore that shirt. You, yeah, It's okay. the shirt that you wore. Yeah, okay, yeah. It's the shirt you wore to SmackDown. Yeah. Um, but okay, that one. Like I said, I'm still yeah. new to yeah. understanding wrestling and not as knowledgeable, but I want to be, so I'm learning it all. So mm-hmm. I watch matches that people recommend. That match is one of the most beautiful matches, but Sean did that all injured. His back, yes. So this is the next so, night. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Seth, this is what Seth is showing that he could be the next HBK. Mm-hmm. Uh, if he does this versus, I think he could. He might drop it to Shinsuke at Payback. I think it'd be beautiful if they did something. I don't, I don't mind either or because you guys know I love Seth Rollins. So it's like whether this is a hump for him to get over and elevate that championship more. Because again, we haven't seen a world heavyweight title for him. Shinsuke's time. been a workhorse. Yeah, absolutely. And he de- he deserves a singles. I agree. I agree. So yeah, on, on the on the vi- on the opposite side of that spectrum, the him dropping it to Shinsuke would be awesome, and mm-hmm. that would set up some awesome things. And an awesome change that we haven't seen on Raw in a long time. And since WWE stands for World Wrestling Entertainment, mm-hmm. why do we have to have, and why 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 is it bad to have a Japanese wrestler being the face of the company? Be the face of the company when we are when wrestling is for the world. Absolutely, mm-hmm. World Wrestling Entertainment. They're entertaining the world, not just us. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely, which is super important. Um, 
And that was awesome, that promo. Mm-hmm. I think heel Shinsuke Nakamura doing this style of, of promo just elevates him way more. Because we did have him as a heel a few years ago when he was feuding with AJ, but it was it was like fine. But this, he just seems so comfortable doing seems what like he needed to do. Board. It was really awesome. I was like, wow. I'm excited. Yeah, I got, got hyped for a promo like that. It, it was got really me dope. so excited, man. I hope we get an entrance like at Noah this year that happened. Yeah. With the I hope we get an entrance just like that. I hope we get something crazy for Shinsuke. Something like not like super crazy, but something like a little different or interesting. You know? I think mm-hmm. it's gonna be I know it's not gonna be anywhere near to the caliber of his mania appearance versus AJ, but I think it'll be something something special because I mean when's the last time we had Shinsuke on a pay per view in a singles match? Right. That's true. Right. So usually he's usually a tag guy. Yeah, I love the way he tagged Bruiser. Or he's like in like the in like a Money in the Bank kind of match. He's always or he's always in a six person. Yeah, or so like, a six pack challenge or triple threat. Or yeah, mm-hmm. so this is the first one on one I've seen in a while, yeah, long time, long time. So I'm excited. I'm excited mm-hmm. for that. That's gonna be awesome. Um, so then we have one of my standouts. Uh-huh. I called it. You did. You I did. called it. Yeah, you did. Call yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I called it. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. <laughs> Miz. Versus, versus Akira Tozawa. Tozawa. Man. <laughs> I win. <laughs> Man. That was... Do you have anything I mean, to say? It's like classic Miz, man. It's like... He's, he's <laughs> not, it's, it's like that's, that's why the segment was so good. It's just like... It's just classic Miz doing Miz things. Mm-hmm. He calls out Akira, which is like... Akira is something that we don't get to see often. You know what I mean? We got to see him, I think, when we went... We went to Raw. We got to see Akira. He, yeah, he was pre-show. Yeah. Again. And <laughs> he got demolished by Indusheer. Yeah, like it was ridiculous. It was the dark match. So it's like, you know, we don't get to see Akira on TV often. And we and when we do, it's it's always something great, you know? So the fact that he pinned the Miz the way he did was, it, it was clean too. Like it wasn't like anything mm-hmm. crazy. It was a clean pin. So he got I, thrown on to LA Knight also, which was hilarious. <laughs> No, I was like, I think my favorite part of that whole thing, though, was the way that he was responding to The Miz when he was just like, so you think that's okay to just make fun of me like that? Yeah. That's like literally how Akira was responding. Yeah. The yeah. Time. And then Miz was just like, really? Oh, yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Really? yeah. <laughs> it just, it just made it so, it just, it was, just, it was perfect. I think that was, that's a phenomenal standout, Evan. I love that. Yeah, that, that match for me was... I called it out, but I think it was really funny because imagine Akira Tozawa, an amazing wrestler. Everyone can agree on that. Yeah, right? for sure. Amazing. But <laughs> using him to roast saying he's better than any opponent LA Knight could have beaten. Yeah, that's, that's outrageous. And, and trying to attack LA Knight and then lose to, <laughs> to the person that he couldn't get. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it, like you were saying, classic Miz, and that's what made me a Miz fan was just Miz being all talk and no game. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, that that's why I love the Miz because just have to hate him, but I love it. <laughs> so it was good that we got some classic Miz versus getting ready for this Miz versus LA Knight match, which. I'm so mad I don't get to see live. Oh, man, I'm excited. I get to see LA Knight twice. It's the second time, right? Yep, yeah, it'll be the second time because you saw him at uh, SmackDown. And I've never gotten to see The Miz. And he's my favorite wrestler. 
Just... Yeah, I've never gotten to see the Miz either. He wasn't. <laughs> he wasn't at Raw when we went. No, he wasn't. So he's gonna be there now, though. And I get to see Cody Rhodes for the second time. So I'm also happy. Yeah, he's gonna be with Grayson Waller. Yeah, which, which I think will turn into a crazy. I think it's gonna be something crazy. So it's gonna be. He's some... gonna. He's gonna fight that night. He has to. I bet Cody. This is a um, bold prediction. Another one of Evan's bold predictions. What if this is how we get the Rock? So we that get... is like out of like the ballpark bold prediction. <laughs> <laughs> Grace, who's been Grayson Waller been calling out? Yeah. For months now. Mm, what if rock. Cody goes? Hey, I got a friend who wants to go against you. And but, all you hear is, "If you smell, I will give you my next." Paycheck, if that's true. <laughs> no, keep your paycheck. <laughs> keep your paycheck. But uh, it's not an Evan guarantee. Um, that's just a yeah, bold prediction. I will say the match of the night is going to be Miz versus LA Knight. You think so? I'm. I'm think. I think that it, it might be Seth versus. It, it might be Seth versus, versus, versus Shinsuke. Shinsuke. So I'm gonna put all the chips on the table for Shinsuke versus Seth. Mm-hmm. But um, my bold prediction: I'm going to put all the chips except the five dollar chip on the Rock coming back, just because <laughs> I want to end the night with five dollars. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Yes. So. And then, uh, so we did have also on Raw that night we had our main event, which was uh, I believe a tag team match. Right. Yeah. Again. Yes. Again. Yes. And again. And again. And again. And again. Yes. So there's the staleness of having the same main event, you know, multiple weeks in a row. It should have been Chad and Gunther. I agree. That should have been the main event of the night, especially mm-hmm. since... Or the opener. It should have been opener or closer. Yeah. But, however, we got a massive return, and it was in Quebec, which yeah, is pretty cool, actually. Pretty dope, yeah. So I can kind of see why they put that on like last, but Kevin Owens is back, guys. Yeah, I That's mean, he exciting. wasn't out for too long, which no. is also good, mm-hmm. but it was great to see him back. It seems that they're okay. The Judgment the Day imploding still. I can't remember the last time any of them won a match, which is kind of funny. I think the only person that's won, like... It's Dom. crazy. Dom has the best winning percentages of the three this of year. the three guys. Yeah, you wouldn't think that, but which is which is <laughs> <laughs> kind of the crazy. Part. And he just lost this week too. He barely just lost. Yeah, mm. and uh, we'll get over that next. But that was a great match too. So it's like that's crazy. It's, you know, Judgment Day is just getting the staleness. Is like like we talked about. You know, last week it was just like them opening and closing the show on a constant basis. I just mm-hmm. think it's. I think it's uh, we got a few changes. You know, we had a different opener. We had different stuff throughout the show. Sammy it's just coming out. Yeah, and, you know what I mean. Getting the Canadian love. Yeah. Yes. Best yes. way to get Sammy to come out and and Kevin's back, but they looked like they were still injured. When yeah, they, were they did. It, they did. So it's like uh, we'll see where that's going to head into, especially with you know tomorrow night and then um, how everything plays out into payback. Because mm-hmm. they're they're marketing the Judgment Day for a payback the entire thing, so that's gonna be interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So does the staleness come in for you guys? Like they keep teasing them imploding because of this Money in the Bank thing, where yeah, like but they keep having the briefcase and then like they lose it, matches because. But of it. it feels like have you ever seen that movie The Edge of Tomorrow with Tom Cruise? I think it is. Where the day not. where like he's like it's like a he's like at war and the movie is just constant the, the day is constantly playing itself and he's trying to find a way not to die. Right. It's kind of like that, where it's like we're getting the same. Yeah, it's like we get the same, the same thing Mm -hmm. every week. 
Yeah. Just a slight different like variation of what we just yeah, got. That's exactly. pretty much what that's mm-hmm. where the scale is going. It's just to. a yeah. different third opponent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. For um It's just Cody Cody Sammy Seth. It's Cody Sammy Seth. Cody Sammy Seth. Mm-hmm. Cody Judgment Sammy Day. Shinsuke, Cody Sammy. Yeah. Cody Seth Shinsuke Cody. Cody Sammy. Uh, it's so annoying. It's yeah. So I'm glad that they took Seth and Shisuke away from that and just kind of have. Now they have their storyline, mm-hmm. and that's great because that's going to be phenomenal. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's just they need to figure something out. Like in my opinion, if they want to really do this, utilize break the roster. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, yeah, absolutely. Add more storylines. Um, they need it right now, especially with the bloodlines kind of like MIA at the moment. You know what I mean? Until because they're trying to build because the bloodline. It wasn't stale. We got some. It, we got the same thing, but in different ways. Right. We always mm-hmm. had something either. But that was the other thing. We also had different storylines going on on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Where Raw, we don't have as much. Right. So and it's the bigger show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be the bigger show. It's three hours, and we're getting Judgment Day. Which is fine. Like you guys, you know, we don't have a problem with Judgment Day. It's just the, the same thing over and over that's kind of like the problem like the dom heat is always going to be there There, yeah which it was i think i know one of the big reasons why it's getting stale is because they aren't like you said where they aren't utilizing storylines as much on there but when um they had the ricochet versus logan paul that was a storyline that people wanted to see. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And they still had the Gunther and Drew. Mm-hmm. And then they had another story. And they had the, the, the Finn versus Seth. Finn versus Seth. And they had the Viking Raiders versus yeah, Alpha Academy. All going all at the same time. Yeah, it was. that's how it should be. But right now, looks like SmackDown looks like they have a, the bigger show right now. Because the bigger the roster because mm-hmm. they're utilizing everyone more on yeah. SmackDown. Definitely, and that's just kind of where it's at. I know that this week for SmackDown was a little different, so... SmackDown was different, um, but before we get to that, we did have NXT. Yes. So how was he, Wave? I loved it. Yeah. It was a great show. Um, I don't know if any of y'all saw Hate Wave or any of the highlights. I, I saw a few highlights. I saw a few things. Mm-hmm. I saw the... Heritage Cup changed hands, and I I, I got oh, to see like hints of the Wesley versus Carmelo match. I didn't really get to see much else. Yes, so the I, I will start with the Heritage Cup. I'm a big fan of Noam Dar, mm-hmm. but I love Nathan Frazier mm-hmm. and his promo skill that he was using as a news source. He's a newsman. <laughs> He's a newsman <laughs> talking about the Heritage Cup. But I love the storyline of just the Heritage Cup itself, mm-hmm. um, where Noam Dar won. He cheated. He used um, the metaphor, helped him mm-hmm. out, screwed Nathan Frazier over, which is great. But now we have this Global Heritage Cup tournament going on, which we're getting um, Pete Dunn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or Butch. Still known as Butch. Butch. Um, Give we're him his name back. Tyler Bate. <laughs> I hate the fact that they call him Butch now. I love Butch, <laughs> but I love his haircuts. So I'm like, okay, fine. Um, we get, uh, we're getting Duke Hudson. Mm-hmm. We're getting Nathan Frazier. Mm-hmm. I think we've we've watched enough WWE to know who's going to win this tournament. Mm-hmm. Pete Dunn. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I know he's not. It's going to be Nathan Frazier. Unless they want to push Duke. But I don't think they're going to push Duke because push right Duke. now we're in the storyline of Thea Hale 
for the chase you it's not a duke it's not a duke hudson storyline it's a theater storyline mm-hmm. so nathan frazier for that for that but do you know who i think could be uh under they haven't announced him going to be in any of the tournament yet but they could mm-hmm. axiom could be there axiom axiom um, which is also known as the a kid yeah. <laughs> he was on nxt uh, uk and yeah. Axiom, I think, could be the underdog out of this whole thing. Because Axiom's been the one wanting to go get that Heritage Cup more than anyone and just hasn't been getting the shots like usual. Right. And he had a great match versus Nathan Frazier earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. And he's just fun to watch. And But I feel like Nathan Frazier's going to win and get his get like his Kofi moments against Noam Dar. Because Noam Dar doesn't deserve the Heritage Cup. But Norm Dar, it's a good start for his career because he's a good heel. Right. Um, so that that's what I have for that match. The next match we talked about, we hinted about it earlier on Raw. Um, Dominic Mysterio and Mommy. And I just love how commentary just doesn't call her Rhea Ripley anymore. They call her Mommy when they're calling matches now. And it was Dominic and her versus... Um, Dragon Lee and Valkyrie. Mm-hmm. Valkyria. Oh my gosh. I'm a big Valkyria fan now. After that match. <laughs> after that match. match yeah. After that match. Like, Valkyria was, was awesome. But after that match, skyrocketed through the roof. Um, respect for her. I was, and Dragon Lee, I was there when they announced that he was coming to the WWE. NXT, he was sitting front row NXT of NXT the night I was there. It was so cool. Um, and I'm like, I can't wait to see how this guy wrestles because I didn't watch AAA or anything else that he was part of. And man, this guy is good. And I think my favorite part is when Valkyria crossbody Dom <laughs> and then Rhea came and Valkyria got out of the way. Rhea and Dom were under um, outside the ring and Dragon Lee and Valkyria find a way to hit them but um, Dragon Lee jumped over the top rope Valkyria kicked Rhea through the middle rope wow it was seems, a great tag team match. it seems that uh, HBK is having a phenomenal time booking these NXT matches and pay-per-views and things like that because he's done a real real good job and uh, I know the NXT uh, viewership is through the roof now because of the way that he's it. Yeah, it kind of. Re- it, it, the, I think the funnier part about this whole thing is it reminds me of the '90s to '97 wrestling because I told you I'm watching from the '80s to now, and I'm right now in '96. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, sorry everyone. I was telling you I was in '97. I figured it out. I was in '96 the whole entire time. Okay, I was like. Well, to be fair, like DX isn't really become DX until ninety seven of November. So, oh, and I'm, and I'm, a, and I'm, I <laughs> just got true. to, I just got to the Stone Cold promo of where King Stone, of the Ring, King of the Ring. I just got there, but this reminds me of right before this, where it's um, bits. Everyone's a character in NXT. Everyone's a character. Where in WWE years. You're a wrestler. You're a superstar, not a character. Oh, that's a great. I would agree with that. And I'm a. I can see that. I'm a and 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 
this is when Sean, I believe this is when Sean was in his prime. They don't talk about this being Sean's prime. Mm -hmm. Me and my roommate Tom were talking about it. Tom was saying the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. And Sean's prime was then. He won all of his titles then. Not when he was in DX. Not when he was, he won his major matches in DX. So pre-DX Shawn Michaels, like when he was the world champion before he when had, he like, won the Royal Rumble at mm-hmm. one, yes, okay, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like when this... he had his like feud with like Bret Hart when he was still there, and like Diesel kind of at, like that time when Bret Hart screwed himself. Um, oh, what? Okay, we're not talking about the screw job right now. But no, but hands down, keep but like when Sean was in charge, like when Sean was, this is like probably what Sean wants people to learn because this is when he learned, mm-hmm. and if he's making something like that. This is genius mm-hmm. for what we're getting, um, which gets us up to these two matches that I think go hand in hand: um, Ilya Dragunov versus Trick Williams. Mm-hmm. I heard that was great. It was amazing. <laughs> Trick Williams. I, I don't get to see him wrestle much because I always see seen him as the mouthpiece and the distraction for Carmelo's Hayes, Carmelo Hayes's matches, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and. Him coming out versus Ilya, losing to Ilya though, but he still showed they can swim, mm-hmm. or that's how Edge would say it. You 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 swam. Yeah, right. Him versus Ilya was amazing, but that brings up Carmelo versus Wesley. You so love it, Wesley, right? I'm a big Wesley fan, but I'm a huge Carmelo fan. Mm. I love them both, so this was a hard match for me to watch. I mm. think Carmelo Hayes reminds me of a young Seth Rollins. Oh, yes, and I'm glad Seth called Carmelo up to come to Raw that one time. Yeah. Which, it's great that we're getting NXT superstars coming to Raw, NXT and SmackDown superstars coming to NXT. Uh, yeah, because they're trying to, they really want this to become a third brand. But, it's, but they're still promoting it as these are up-and-comers. You're not going to get what you get from Raw and SmackDown, but right. this is you want to watch. It's this. also a smaller venue. It's a smaller venue. It's, it's two hundred people. I can I bet mm-hmm. when I go in there, oh, I love it. Um, but I, I really want to go to those shows. <laughs> I want to go. <laughs> well, all of it? us were in the raffle, but none of us can go. Yeah, I'm really upset about it actually. Yeah. What time does it start anyway? We have to be there by like three. I will be getting there at five if I go. Right. So what if I got there at like? Yeah, no, no, there's not. There. The, the, bus, <laughs> the buses don't start loading till six thirty, but if you get there anytime after five, <laughs> there's no there, there's no room to get in because they over they over give tickets. That makes sense. Um, but th- th- that's one down about NXT. But the main event. I will say my highlight was Carmelo jumping onto West onto the table, <sighs> beautiful mm-hmm. um, frog splash from there, and I think it was frog splash. It looked like one, but mm-hmm. anything that's flying through the air looks like a frog splash. <laughs> there you go. Not the USO splash. No, <laughs> that's a USO splash. <laughs> but it was. Uh, just a fun. It was just a fun um, pay per view to watch. Um, Ivy Nile versus Ava Rain getting a singles match of The Rock's daughter was pretty interesting. There's a lot of potential. Is she good? A lot of potential. A lot of- <laughs> <laughs> a 
lot of potential. I, I, I like Ava. The only thing is, she needs a lot to work on her promo skills if she wants to live up. And I don't want to compare her to The Rock because, oh, that wasn't a frog. That was, I forget what it's called. I don't know what that was, but it was cool. It's his, it's his, it's his signature. <laughs> oh, okay. He does that in the ring. Mellow don't time. miss. Mellow does not miss. I'm right. a big Mellow fan, and I don't know his movesets. I'm still learning. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> I'm a bad reporter. <laughs> it's but, all right. It's all right. It's all right. But uh, Ava, um, if she wants to be like her dad, which I, I don't like, we talked about. I don't want to compare wrestlers to wrestlers from the past because they're their own selves. To the children. But she's living up to the Dwayne Rock Johnson and well, Rocky Johnson name now. Which is fair. Because when... fans are going to be looking at that. Right. But you can. she comes in. She's at one of NXT's go-to um, factions. Mm-hmm. Tries to cut a promo. It's very... I don't know how to explain it. It's like... You know that the the one person in middle school that's trying wants to try out for the play, and you can see that they're trying to act, but it's very very noticeable. Like they're okay. just enunciating everything. That makes sense. That that's how I feel like her promo skills are right now. I think we just but she her. just needs to work on it, which this is what NXT is for. Right. And right. I'm excited to see where she goes. Uh-huh. And I was excited because I was at her debut. So I'm like, that's The Rock's daughter. No one knew who she was. And I go, that's The Rock's daughter. And everyone goes, oh my gosh, it is The Rock's daughter. <laughs> wow. And so that was that was a fun thing to see. And now we're getting Creed Brothers versus Schism in a steel cage match. And I'm so mad that I'm not going to see it <laughs> live. Um, Man, I have to go. <laughs> we all just skip work. No, I, I mine's for a chiropractor appointment. We all just skip Evan's ca- chiropractor appointment. <laughs> I wish, but they're not gonna let me go to this because they already approved my time to go to payback. So they're gonna be like, ah, you already going to one event. So it's like, we'll see. We'll so see. That's what happened on NXT. Oh um, yes. And now it's time to get to SmackDown. SmackDown. Yes, we've had um, over the last week. We've had three. Um, three uh, deaths that have happened. Um, very sad. Yeah, so that would be you know Terry Funk, you know, the Funk Man. Um, uh, was it Rob Barker? Bob Bob, Bob Barker. Barker. Yeah, Bob Barker. Bob Barker. And uh, Bray Wyatt. I I love Bob Barker because the one line in Happy Gilmore. <laughs> uh. I think you've had enough. Punches him. Now you've had enough. <laughs> So, the price is wrong. <laughs> oh, that that one. <laughs> the the price is wrong. <laughs> Can't say the other word. I, I I haven't used my cuss word yet. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I heard that this SmackDown after Bray Wyatt passed away, everything was scrapped. Yeah, much every, the day they of. scrapped everything completely, uh-huh. and kind of uh, Bobby Roode did a great job. Um, Him and Nick Aldis. Yeah, they did a great job. Um, producing this SmackDown, um, yep. the awesome tribute to um, Terry it, Funk and Bray Wyatt. It was both. beautiful. It, it was a great SmackDown. I sobbed the entire time. No, I definitely did. It was uh, it was really um, I don't think anybody in the wrestling community has been able to process what what we've what we all come to know of Bray Wyatt's passing. This is just 
something that it was just so unexpected you know mm-hmm. what i mean and it's just like the tribute that they did was beautiful and it's i know i was i was i was heartbroken you know it was it was very heartbreaking um yeah we didn't know the, the weird part is we didn't know the guy yeah but through him on tv that's how we got to know him mm-hmm. and we connected with his character really well but um i like what michael cole said during this we know that we want to honor um these wrestlers and the best way to honor them is what they did best entertain and they put on a show mm-hmm. and i'm happy we got a tribute show for both for both of them i do I agree and it was really really it was it was really like heart-wrenching because you had all these like you had the uh um the move oh my gosh i'm blanking out my favorite my favorite move <laughs> the, the, the line. Sen- Close sen- line. Sen- yes he did oh, okay that, yeah yes that that move yeah and when ray mysterio did that to grayson waller yes. yeah 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 and it was re- it was just really good to see um how much of effect these wrestlers had on other wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Ray's yes. already had, how many tribute shows has Ray had to do? I, uh, it was I, smart to put Ray on this because Ray is already been through it. <laughs> uh, Ray's been yeah. through it and some of these wrestlers think, have not been through it. Yeah. So it was a lot of people's first because, you know, a lot of these, these, uh, a lot of the people that we have on the roster now didn't really debut to like 08, 09, or people didn't come into like 2013, 2015, 2016. So these, a lot of these wrestlers are newer, so they didn't, they didn't deal with the Eddie Guerrero, you know what I mean? They didn't, mm-hmm. ha- they didn't go through that. They didn't go you through know? Eddie. Or Chris Benoit, you know, they didn't go through all these, all these deaths that happened. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And it was really good to start the show with the whole world in his hands. Mm-hmm. And the fireflies but and everything. what was awesome was Eric Rowan and Braun Strowman. Both there. Braun flew. Front row mm-hmm. next to H. And standing next to them was um, LA Knight. LA Knight and Cody, mm-hmm. which Cody was is was um his pro, his pro in the NXT game show. Mm-hmm. Which so right there, if you just look at it, and this ain't, and if you're just looking straight at it, and you see just that group right there, there goes Cody, Wyatt family, and H. And L.A. Knight. Which mm-hmm. was his last opponent. Which was his last opponent. And Bobby was next to Cody. Mm-hmm. Which, that's what we were supposed to get. Right. So that was very interesting to see happen. And it was really cool just to, you could just see that's the timeline right yeah. there between those, between everyone. Um, yeah. For that end of the the the, the rocking chair coming out oh, when that mm-hmm. happened that's when waterworks mm-hmm. yeah for sure I think for sure I think I think this was great it was phenomenal I think uh, all the thing all the I like that they got the the Terry Funk hardcore match tag match I thought that was awesome I loved it I I'm was, so happy we got a table I thought it was there I thought it go. was great but I thought it should have been more hardcore. If that makes sense. Yeah, I know. I get it. It wasn't hard. It, it didn't feel to the hard. Terry Funk level. Yeah, of it, 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 it was. It was a current WWE hardcore, right? Mm-hmm. But that's and but that's, but there was not a lot of weapons. The PG thirteen hardcore. 
Yeah, yeah but was, if you want to watch hardcore, go watch John Moxley and anything that he's done. Was, well, like what Cody Rhodes said. Can I say egg sucking dog on here? <laughs> Can, will Fox allow me to say egg sucking dog? <laughs> Michael. <laughs> and I think that's right there was like, okay, we are in this PG thirteen era TV fourteen era of mm-hmm. um WWE because we couldn't get that hardcore of a match like mm-hmm. we usually could. And Yeah, that's why they kinda of stopped doing hardcore altogether. Yes, because it's dangerous to do that things and WWE wants to keep their current wrestlers because they're superstar current superstars because mm-hmm. But they chose the right tag teams to do it. Yeah. I agree. I can agree with that. These are because Butch is a very hardcore style wrestler. For sure. And already. The, and the Street Profits just turned heels. And the Street Profits are just fun to watch. Yeah. And oh, I, thought, I thought it was I'm glad he got, he got his own tribute match. I think that was awesome. Um I bet this is still even though it is they scrapped the whole show, this what is starting to set up a Sheamus versus Bobby Lashley match. I feel like we're getting setups for this. That'd be interesting. For sure. We also talked about the main event. Um, the main event was a huge tribute to, to Bray Wyatt um, because we had a last opponent versus one of his most famous rivalries in Finn Balor. Mm-hmm. Right. So His first opponent as The Fiend. That's true. At SummerSlam 2019. So I think, I thought that match was beautiful. That was a beautiful match. I loved uh, the promo that LA Knight cut before the match. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was beautiful, honestly. I think that was... The homages that all the wrestlers have, whether they've done it in the ring or they've done it on social media, I think all the homages to Bray Wyatt and Terry Funk have been awesome. Exactly. I thought the whole night was very tasteful, and they honored the right people in, in the right way, as they should have. And I love how like some of the wrestlers were even wearing like the Bray like armbands and tribute to him. But even... LA Knight's promo, since we were talking about that, the way that he, even at his last few words where a wise man once said, when you see me, run. Run! That's just, I love and how did LA the eyes. did the eyes. Straight exactly. into the camera. Straight into the camera. At like, the Miz. I, because he said that to the Miz. Exactly. It wasn't Fiend versus Miz. It, it was Bray versus Miz? It was not just Bray, it was Firefly Firehouse Bray versus It's the Miz. Mm-hmm. We don't give him the... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I I I love that in that promo, LA Knight still was like within his character and he forwarded his feud with the Miz, but also was did a very honorable job at sending off Bray Wyatt and you know honoring him in that way because not a lot of people can do that. And that's a lot of pressure on, did, on a performer to like the do that. Pen. He did the Bray pin mm-hmm. on top of it to end the night. Mm-hmm. Which that was awesome. Um, the Zelina Vega versus EO match. Oh wow, yeah, I I low key forgot about that match. <laughs> oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry. It was such a sad night. I understand. No, it's like, not. It's the not. importance Zelina had, like how listen. Zelina's career was affected by Bray. Yes, listen, I love Zelina Vega. She's one of my favorite wrestlers, but they constantly, constantly, like. They're just, they're snubbing her mm-hmm. every single time, right. no matter what she's done. You know what I mean? And that sucks. Because <laughs> Zelina Vega, is, she's great. But it's like, that match with Io Sky was not really that great of a match. 
Well, there, I think it's because there's so much emotions going on. I'm sure the wrestlers are just like, we got to get through the show. We gotta, like, no, that is for sure. Oh, yeah, the yeah, show yeah. must go on, but just think of their mental health. No. Of I, finding out their guy on one of their guys from SmackDown just died the day before. That's stressful. I agree. I just, I'm not a fan of you. <laughs> I, I, while it is sad. You guys know that. Because while it is sad. <laughs> you were just mad because she won the money in the bank match. No, I think, I think it's great that she won. She said she deserved it. That match just like proves it further where it's like, there's no oomph there. Well, the, there's no story. The, they were trying to build a storyline out of it when there wasn't. Yeah, it was a random match that was put it together. Which it should it, you should have just left it out. Because now happen. we don't have a storyline. Yeah. For her. Mm-hmm. For for um, Zelina. Yeah. But we and it destroyed the chance of a storyline happening right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We could get one in the future, and they could reference this match as the starting point instead of the two matches before EO one. Because they're just trying to build a storyline out of nowhere. Because mm-hmm. storylines are super important to the WWE, but they didn't need to. They just they should they shouldn't even been a they should it should have been a Bailey versus Zelina match. Yes. Because yes. Bailey and Zelina had more of a connection. Which would have made Bray, which would have made way more sense. But WWE did want to put a title match on a tribute show to help the flow of things. I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's the only. Yeah, but they snubbed that again. It was a snub, <laughs> it, was, it was a short match. It was very short. They 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 keep doing that to Zelina. And They've done that twice in like the last six months. They've done it to her a lot. But I mean, like on like live TV. Right. And that's two title matches that they've snubbed her out of. Right. Rhea Ripley for the world's uh, heavyweight the women's heavyweight championship. Right. At Backlash. Right. Right. And then just now for the Bray Wyatt tribute. Yes. Ridiculous. But. How could they? Yeah, exactly. When they During ended the, the show with the um, lan- the light, the lantern. Mm-hmm. The end, yes, the and the fireflies all came out again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the whole world. I never cried yeah, so hard in my entire life. I'm not gonna lie to you. I I felt that. I felt that. I <laughs> cried so hard. Honestly, like we're gonna get to this later. But the thing that had me crying the most was definitely when he came back from Extreme Rules and he cut that promo. He came back, when he finally came, we finally got a different version of Bray Wyatt. We got a real version, you know, of Raw Bray Wyatt. And I thought that that was the best Wyatt, best Bray Wyatt we were going to have. Mm-hmm. And to me, I think it still is, but it's okay. Right. Well, we didn't get to see it finish, you know. We didn't, we didn't get, get to see, to see his. We, he didn't get to finish the story. The story. Yeah. It just sucks, man. It, it, it sucks it, to see things like this happen. It, it, it does, but we also need to remember we are going to celebrate his life for the best, mm-hmm. and our new um, topic that we're having, our new segment. Um, we're going to use, we're going to honor what um, Bray did with that. And this is Topher. Topher is going to be in charge of this segment when we get, when we do this segment. So these are called Topher's Top Threes. Topher's Top Threes, baby. 
All right, guys. Well, as you guys already know, we've been talking a lot about Bray Wyatt. And yes, we should be grieving through this. But um, one of the steps to healing is to reflect and honor some of the some of our favorite moments from his career. So in this edition of Topher's Top Threes, each of us are gonna go over our top three favorite moments from Bray Wyatt's career. So to start out with this, I have three moments that I'll share with you guys right now. Number one being Bray Wyatt winning the WWE Championship at Elimination Chamber. That was a great one. It was phenomenal. Great. Now, I, this was <laughs> from, from AJ Styles, baby. It's fun. It's the fun. The cool part is he, it te he technically took the title off of John Cena. Technically, yes. Technically, he took it off the great one. What was cool is that this was during the brand split, like when it came back pretty much. Yeah. And I would argue that he probably wouldn't have gotten the title if this split didn't happen. So when he got it, I was like, oh, this is awesome, actually. And it was a fairly decent run with it. So mm -hmm. I know that's going to be on everyone's like top like things, but I'm very happy that he had that and uh, we got a chance to see that back from his old like Husky Harris days to like there and he was just so creative with his character work and it's just I was really happy that he had that moment right that was a great moment mm -hmm. um, hands down the, and the the match I I was um, showing Tom my roommate the, uh, the the match the Bret Hart lover yeah he's a Bret Hart lover well, <laughs> Bret Hart Ugh. I was trying to get a whole episode of not talking about how much Brett, if you're listening to this, Evan hates you. <laughs> and it's not just like any type of hate. It's because of 2K. And I don't like your promo style. I'm sorry. <laughs> so those are my two... Those he liked the fat Goldberg kicked you in the head. Okay, I can't... Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I, I, don't even know about, I didn't even know about that. What? Okay, never mind. Let's get back on topic. Hey, to back on Bray topic. Wyatt. Yes, but... WWE Championship, great match. Why do we, we have to bring up Bret Hart during our tribute to Bray Wyatt? I'm going to go ahead and move on to my because number two. Because I knew you couldn't last all that. So. <laughs> um, anyway, reeling it back in. Do you have anything else you wanted to mention? Yeah. Okay. I, it was a great match. It was the, the match that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. So good. Um, and I showed it. And he goes, oh my gosh, that's how you finish? From... A phenomenal, going into a phenomenal four-way to Sister Abigail, mm -hmm. which I think is one of the best finishers of all time. Of all time? Oh, yes. I love Sister Abigail. Like, I, like, like finishers itself or that finish to the match? Fin that finish to the match. Oh. Well, Sister Abigail is my top ten finishers. So that's fair. That's, that's fair. fair. Fine, that's yeah. Fair. Of all time? Yes. No. no. <laughs> it's not the best finisher. It's not the best finisher, but... Bray White's that finish is one of the best finishes yes. to a match. Yes. Like, oh, yeah. Yes, it is. It's a beautiful ending. I just hear that. Mm -hmm. But it, that's all I want to say is that finish right there is one of the best finishes I've seen in a match. Mm -hmm. So what's your second top moment? Number two. WrestleMania 36, the Firefly Funhouse match between him and John Cena. Arguably the best match that night all during COVID, I know, you know, we talk about the implications of the pandemic and what that did for Mania, but having a cinematic match, especially if you're a John Cena fan, it basically paid homage to his entire career. It was 
a masterpiece because it was, it was cinematic. It was all Bray. It was all Bray in his mind. That's why he's so creative, creative with these genius. like horror movie creative genius, genius like things. It's amazing. And I don't, I mean, you know, there's the Hardy compound match between him and Matt Hardy and like those kinds of things that you wouldn't think would work, work because he's so committed to his character work. Any other superstar probably couldn't craft something together like that, but it worked so well. And if you're a John Cena fan, you like that because it's just pretty much him like paying homage to his career. It was great. And I loved it. Honestly, it, it was because of everything that happened with the pandemic, it was just a breath of like, oh, okay, the company's going to be fine with all this going on. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. Because empty arena matches are just like, oh, I mean, the Thunderdome. Thunderdome, great the idea. Thunderdome. But check that match out again. I wish we would have more of them now. Um, but I would say that's my top two. What was your third? My third. This is not. I actually am the only one who have seen Bray Wyatt in person, so I, I do want to say all three of us. Yeah, yeah, I do want to say his entrance with the fireflies really cool when he blows out the lantern. It's actually really dope when you see it in person. But this is less of like a like a career highlight for him, but more of a a just a cool like. Well, it's your top moment. three. It's, it's this is my yours. top three is like when he was in the tag team match with. Roman, I can't remember what the tag team like who they were fighting, but it was just on a raw and he hits his opponent with a sister Abigail and then right before Roman spears his opponent, Ray uh, Bray like points and then Roman hits the spear and I just thought that was pretty dope and you can see it and it's like memed on like Twitter X or whatever we're calling it now and it's really awesome. I know Sheamus cool. was part of that match because Sheamus is the one that took that spear. Yeah, yeah. he went yeah. flying. He was, he was selling like his life was on the line with that spear. Dude, that was mm-hmm. when he had a mohawk and a braided beard. That's my favorite version of Sheamus. When he looked stupid. No. No, he, he thought he didn't look stupid. <laughs> no, I thought he looked great. He looked like a Viking. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but that is mine. Bray Wyatt, top three moments, in my opinion. Evan. What are your top three moments of Bray Wyatt's um, career? Or favorite moments that you love him? I think these are my top three moments because mm-hmm. I know everyone has different top three moments of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, my, well, I'll, I'll start with number three. I will say my number three is his fire, is when he, his first Firefly Funhouse. Mm-hmm. Oh, when, when he debuted as, the, okay, as like the, like the insane Bray Wyatt. So he's Firefly Funhouse. That that pro that's that mm. segment. first installment, and, and yeah. no one knows what's going on. Yeah, yeah, because all, all you just see him, you just think, oh, he's doing a knockoff from Mister Rogers. But no, he's just an insane Mister Rogers. Yeah, and yeah, that and was crazy. I never would have expected. Everyone that. was like, "What?" My favorite, and my favorite thing is the WWE. You're watching it, but then the WWE cuts from that and shows the arena watching it, and there's this guy drinking a beer. And he goes. I'm so confused, and he you read it on his lips. He goes, I'm so confused. And then it goes back to there, and then later into the promo, they do it again. The guy goes, This is awesome. Wow. <laughs> and I'm like, and props to Kevin Dunn for that editing. They caught it it was awesome to just see a start of a new character. Yeah. And Wondering what's going on. You don't want to meet my friend. You don't. Who's his friend? What's his friend? He's he hinted at it, which yeah. brings up to my number two. Number two. 
the mandible claw on the Mick Foley. Mm-hmm. That started it all. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people, sense. a lot of people try to compare um, Bray to Mick, uh, to not to not to Mick to um, Undertaker. Undertaker. Yeah, but I really do see him as more of a Mick. Mm-hmm. Three faces of Mick, three faces of Bray. Wyatt family, Bray Wyatt. Mm-hmm. Fiend. Fiend. Wow, that's a really good point. Mm-hmm. Right there, and it was really cool to see him get the mandible claw mm-hmm. as the fiend because usually you have to get permission from a superstar for their move like mm-hmm. the usos had to get permission for the 1d um forget, uh seth had to get permission for uh, pedigree for the pedigree, the pedigree well, yeah. he kind of gave it some like awkward though y- yeah <laughs> but rick flair had to give them his permission to do the figure for a leg lock right but that should have never happened. <laughs> no, the dirtiest player in the game giving it to the next dirtiest player in the game. Okay, moving on. <laughs> but um, get back to it, the mandible claw is just such a great move that you don't get to see as much anymore. That actually does hurt, believe it or not. Like yeah, that, you, that looks hurt. You have two fingers getting like, stuck, in the, stuck in your throat? That actually hurts a lot. Believe me, when I used to wrestle my brother, we used to do it together. So maybe that's the same up, but continue. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's a safer way to do There is a ten times safer way to do that. Yes. Um and then that was really cool. That and was then number two, your number three? My number one. Your number one. Okay, so I went through do one. Okay, cool. My number one, not all the people look into this. Right. Um I just showed y'all this right beforehand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is when NXT was a game show. Um and it's their promo. The dark days of NXT. The dark days of NXT, which <laughs> I think is pretty cool. I was just watching it one day when I was cleaning the apartment, and this popped up, and this turned just I, I it just made me stop cleaning the apartment, and I watched this nonstop. It was um Hus- when he was Husky Harris, mm-hmm. and this is when we had Caval, uh, Mike McGillicuddy, mm-hmm. Leaky, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was really cool because. His promo was called Husky. They were given, they had to use a word as their thing, and his was Husky. Husky. The way, that's the way he said it. And he called everyone, tar, everyone that, wants, that looks like Tarzans, but fight like Jane. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, oh man, he had the best promo out of everyone, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Alex Riley could have gotten there, but. He definitely had the best promo out of all of them. I will agree that watching it, actually, he it stood out, which was really good. It, it was really cool just to see. I think it was him, McGillicuddy, then Husky. You Al- mean Alex, Alex Riley? Riley was first? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought okay. you meant like him as like Husky Harris, McGillicuddy, and Husky no, Harris. No. The way you said that, I was like. Oh, no. I know that. Yeah, yeah. What about Showtime Percy? I love Percy. You need to get Percy beer? I felt like him. I thought, I felt like. You need to be personified? I feel like it was a little, uh. He was like on a line of races. Just a little bit. Just a little Just, just. Husky was? No. Percy. Percy. Oh. Yeah. This yeah. was just like on yes. that line. His was you know? on the line. Yeah, so I was just like, ah. <laughs> no, I'm just saying because he was hilarious. No, yeah. it's, it's funny. Don't get me wrong. It's funny to go back and look at that. You know what I mean? Season three. It was on season three. And my favorite part is at the end of Husky's promo, 
Cody's like, that's my guy! That's my guy! That's my guy. C- Cody being there was pretty cool. Um, but before I, I end, I do I do want to say um, this is a little moment that he did. He posted this right before he returned on Twitter. And lot, you've been seeing a lot of dirt sheets see, posting it. I, I think it's it's my favorite quote of all time from any wrestler. But um, um, it goes, wrestling is not a love story. It's a fairy tale for massages. I don't know how Masochist? to say it. Masochist? There you go. There you go. I, I'm dyslexic. Sorry. <laughs> a comedy for people who criticize punchlines. A fantasy so most cool. can't understand. A spectacle no one can deny. Lines are blurred. Heroes are villains. Budgets are cut. Business is business. But it can also be a land where dead men walk, where honor makes you elite, where demons run for office, and the rock bottom is a reason to rejoice. Mm. Woo! It's an escape, a reason to point the blame to anyone but yourself for two to three hours. Mm -hmm. An excuse to be a kid again, and nothing matters except the moment we are in. Mm -hmm. Wrestling's not a love story. It's much more. It's hope. And in a world surrounded in hate, greed, and violence, a world where closure can may never come, we all know a place that has hot and cold hope on tap. For better or for worse, Husky Harris, The Fiend, Bray Wyatt, Wyndham Rotunda. I love that quote so much. I went straight to that quote right when I found out he died and read it and cried even harder. Mm-hmm. It's really weird seeing that this guy that was just, he was a big guy with a beard. In high school, I was a big guy, but I didn't have my beard yet, and I wanted a beard. So like, it was just cool to see someone like that mm-hmm. doing these big things in, a, in something that, I'm like, oh, I could do anything if he could do anything. Mm-hmm. And it was just really cool to see that. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to miss seeing Bray on TV for his creativeness, yeah. but his writing skills are amazing. Yeah. Just from that quote alone. Mm-hmm. So that's that. Thank you, Bray. I'm going to miss you. Those are my top three. And Eli, you got your top three? Yes. Yes. So good luck following that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, Bray Wyatt's in my top 10 all time wrestlers. So, um, Eli's Mount Rushmore of uh, wrestlers. It's Bray Wyatt, Bray Wyatt, Bray Wyatt. <laughs> <laughs> and then <No>, Shinsuke. <laughs> that's not my Mount Rushmore. <laughs> oh, so, Santino's on the top. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, we, we need to stop doing this. This is a serious subject. <laughs> yes. Um, so, my, I'm going to go 3 2 1 like Evan did. Um, the Fiend versus Finn Balor at SummerSlam uh, 2019. Great match. Wow. Yeah, that's it's a phenomenal match. <laughs> I thought it was it was it was like a a foreshadowing of what we're gonna get in the future of this indestructible character that just can rarely be beaten. You know what I mean? And we don't get much indestructible characters. Anything like the character that that Bray Wyatt created within the Fiend, 
at all. I don't think he should have been beaten at all. I I, I can understand Randy because Randy always they should not have lost <laughs> to He shouldn't have lost to Goldberg. He I, should not have I lost agree. to Goldberg. I agree. I I just think I think that match was just like a real good way to foreshadow what was to come within the Fiend, and we were gonna get this crazy, indestructible character that he's just gonna bounce back and just just he's gonna win every single time. And that's what we got, you know. When we look at is like two to three year time span as the Fiend. Mm-hmm. Is we got that indestructible character that couldn't be beaten, and I thought that was awesome. Um, <clears throat> also, listen. Also, we also got um. Well, before that, before him as the Fiend, we also got like Bray Wyatt. You know, the, the Eater the of Worlds. Eater of Worlds. Yes. Yes. Everybody's favorite version of Bray Wyatt. <clears throat> it's not mine. Let me say that. <laughs> it's not mine. Mine's but, Firefly Funhouse. Yeah, right. mine is. The newer Bray, but mine's Husky Harris. <laughs> Husky Harris is the goat. <laughs> so, um, but before we got the Fiend, we had Bray Wyatt, and we had um, my number two is when he teamed up with uh, Matt Hardy, and they won the Raw Tag Team Championships mm-hmm. together. I thought that was awesome. Like you, the final deletion. Mm-hmm. Another cinematic man. I'm yeah. telling you, he Dude. was a genius Jesus. when it came to this stuff. I thought it was awesome. It was, it was like, it was so weird and so like, so like, what's the word? It was just unexpected to, and then we got that. We got something, like you were saying earlier, we got something that was different and weird and we put it together and it just worked so well. Mm-hmm. So I you thought, give, give that character to anybody else, I don't know if it would have worked. That, but you give it to him and it works great. That's why people compare him to The Undertaker because The Undertaker, hey, we want you to be a dead guy and like, Walk around. Well, I how does Mark Calloway get that character to be like, oh, okay, I'm gonna make this work? But like, I, I'm I a very he's... big um, wuss when it comes to scary and spooky stuff. <laughs> but for some reason, my favorite characters are the scariest ones. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like I like like say that my favorite wrestler is The Miz, but my all time favorite is The Undertaker. Mm-hmm. Bray Wyatt scared the crap out of me. Like, I had nightmares after his promos when I was like, when I was younger. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was cool. <laughs> that he was he, he was he was something different yes it's something that we I think we, we all needed you know it was in a in a world full of Tarzans mm-hmm. Bray Wyatt was that different thing mm-hmm. I agree but uh my favorite moment or promo or number one whatever you want to call it um it's definitely his returning promo after uh, he came back at the end of uh, Extreme Rules yes October 14th promo that was by far my favorite promo that's the one I definitely connected with the most it's where we got the most raw version of Bray Wyatt it's where we really got to see Wyndham Rotunda mm-hmm. and I thought that was that was special that was something that you know we don't get to see often we don't get to see wrestlers like that just really just open their hearts to the WWE universe so for me that was that was the coolest and the greatest thing that really showed his character like as a as a person, you know, because you hear stories about people meeting Bray Wyatt. I have friends that have personally met Bray Wyatt, mm-hmm. and they talk about the, the like the stories I had. How like he'll tell them how <clears throat> he tell them like he would just talk about life with them, and he'll talk about what direction he wants his character to go in. Mm-hmm. You know, they all have these. He always made time for everybody. Yeah, and that, and that's special. You don't get a lot of superstars that do that, and Bray Wyatt was just he was special. That's just what it was. He was the genius. He was, a, he was a great guy. It was uh, an absolute pleasure to be able to have uh, seen him 
seen them entertain the world as you did. Mm-hmm. It was oh, such a great promo. That promo had me in tears. Absolutely. Seeing him come back, I think probably beats the Hardy pop. Most likely. Yeah. Do you, do you think it beats the Orlando WrestleMania Hardy pop? Because I that one's still like the one of the loudest pops of all time. I, I don't know if it beats it because you know different different venue. Different venue, but different venue. But um, I think it I think it rivals it for sure. I think Bray coming back. That's what we all we wanted Bray back. We needed Bray. Everyone right? wanted Bray back. You know? And we didn't time, matter which. No one knew which company was coming back. We to didn't know where he was. Exactly. We didn't know where he was going. The best kept secret. Unlike Cody, was the worst kept secret. Mm-hmm. But. We never knew what was going on with Bray Wyatt. No one knew what was going on with Bray. Like, everyone everyone was getting told Bray's coming back. Bray's coming back. Bray's coming back. We didn't know when. But uh, before his death, we had found out. We had finally found out when he was coming back. And it was said, it was said that he was coming back with Eric Rowan, which you guys all saw on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Right? Which was supposed I to found come back really weird because I thought he was on a, I thought he was an AEW No, he was coming back with Bray. Eric Redbeard. He was coming back with Bray. Wow. So it was just gonna be it was That's it was gonna wild. be awesome and and that, that really saddens me the most because like I said he's in my top ten of all time so that I was finally gonna be able to see one of my favorite wrestlers wrestle or at least come back at least make an appearance yeah appearance you know I mean? and now I'll never get that chance so that was heartbreaking for me so that promo is I think the closest that we could all ever get to Wyndham Rotunda mm-hmm. definitely and. That was really good. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else that you guys want to add before we close out this segment? No, man. I think I think that's I think we covered the bases of everything. I'm excited for uh, for next week. I get to tell you guys how my, my payback my payback reviews. You know, you get to get Evans rates. Mm-hmm. Evans rating, and it's a real rating scale. Yeah. Eli's seen it. I Topher. Well, I haven't seen Topher since. <laughs> Week one of this podcast. <laughs> That's right. So this is exciting to show Topher how my rating scale works. Mm-hmm. But um, out of everything, it's gonna it's gonna be a good week in wrestling. I, I, like. I, I think we. I think some... everyone's wants to honor Bray a lot this week. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw a little bit of it today um, on, on AEW on AEW's All In and Collision the... and. Everything. Same Sam Punk did have a um, Wyndham mm-hmm. rap on him. Yeah, FTR did too. They had Bray. They had a, they did, had yeah. a few. Yeah, a few of the. I think that's awesome. I think that they had, can, they had Brain Brody or something on, on yeah, that. Arm, yeah, they had a few people, and I think that's awesome that that we can, as pro wrestling fans, that we get to see, you know, all all this promotions yeah. just honoring. Doesn't matter what company. Doesn't matter what company he came from, where he was at, where his tenures were. That they just honoring the the career of, of an individual. I think that was awesome that we got to see that. It, it's pretty cool. And to wrap things up, um, does anybody have any shout outs they want to give this week? Um, bro, shout out to my uncles. I can't wait to see them when I go to Pittsburgh and go to Payback. Mm-hmm. My best friend Talon. I get to go see that guy. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited to be there, man. It's gonna be awesome. Can't wait to like sit. We're gonna be posting on the. On Instagram. The WICPOD. Yes, sir. Wickpod. 
Wickpod. Wickpod. Follow it on Instagram at Wickpod. Eli is going to be posting everything. All the latest updates. Yep. From Payback. At, pay, at Payback. payback. We're going to get I the pictures. Will. Yep. I will be there in person live. He's going to give us a story. If you want to keep an eye on that story, follow Wickpod. It's going to be awesome. Um, I'm going to my friend Harley's house to watch. And hopefully, yeah. I got some good seats too. I'm excited. <laughs> there you go. There you go. You have any shout outs, Topher? Uh, shout out to Cash. Uh, I hope you're listening. Thanks for supporting. You're the man, dude. And I can't wait to maybe go to WrestleMania with you next year. Oh. I didn't tell you guys that. That was kind of a bomb. Oh, thing. wow. Wow. Keep it. <laughs> wow. We're going to the WrestleMania? I didn't say that. I said maybe. Um. Shout out to my family. Thank you for um, getting me to enjoy wrestling now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, thank you for um, the just having this chance. I'm I'm just excited that we're still working on this podcast. And our first one of all three of us. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, we're going to f- try to figure out how to get all three of us next week. It's going to probably sound a little different because um, we're going to be um, all in different areas next next week when we record. Right. We try to record these on Sundays, but Sometimes we have to record it on a Monday or so, um, but that's all right. Um, other than that, um, follow us at Wickpod on Instagram and on Twitter, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and on on TikTok. It's uh, Wrestling is Cinema Pod on TikTok. We haven't created anything yet for TikTok, but we're working on it. Yes, we're working on it. Um, other than that, we hope you have a wonderful day. And keep fighting in the world.